blast listeners it's your boy wesley fillmore uh no actually uh welcome to that to chunky uh this is kevin and jared we're super lucky today to have um definitely one of the standout stars of season two from i think you should leave we have biff whiff here with us tonight um i actually just spent the last uh within the last hour i saw a clip of tim talking about you on seth meyers uh i don't oh, know if yeah. you saw that clip oh yeah i'd yeah. probably put it out there <laughs> <laughs> and and i just know both of us think it's well deserved we'll, we'll get into like a lot of the minutiae soon but um this acting role is incredibly unique. You um, have to accomplish this really meta feat of you're acting well to act as Santa Claus, who maybe isn't acting as well as you're able to do. <laughs> um, can you just explain uh-huh. to us a little bit about how you approach this character and, and sort of what direction the directors gave you? Um, from the show? Um, I, I approached it with, with I, I think that a lot of this is thing that you come, come, first off, I got to give some preps to the writers. When you've got good stuff like that to work with, um, it's a little bit easier as an actor. So, and so when I got in, when I first started looking at it, I was just like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I think the thing of it is, is as I once I got cast, and I went back and watched all the season one. I watched maybe one or two when I was auditioning, but I went back and watched all season one. And I kind of got the thing of these guys like to push it. You know, they like they like <laughs> to go on it. And I think that I think that a lot of times I probably uh, that sometimes I see Tim's writing in other characters that are on there. I see some of that that's going on. This thing. Tim could do this role himself. But I don't know how Tim does all the crap he does anyway. I mean, he is the guy. You know, he's there. He was there when I got there. At least I would see him when I got there. He'd be there after I left to say goodnight, that kind of stuff. And that's not even counting all the writing and the hopping around to see Seth Myers and all that stuff. That guy's a workhorse. I really, really he was, it was an eye opener to me because I had no idea of the the almost cultism of this show i was just like wow so i was really surprised what's it what season two hit all this attention came to it all of a sudden that here this is something i couldn't have predicted if i tried so anyway back to back to the original question of approaching the role i think that where the truth of it is is that comedy lies in truth that if you that if you commit to what you're doing as an actor you don't have to go for the laugh because if it's there it's there mm. and these were all there and so i didn't have any of them that i thought well this this might not work and so that was all i was doing was just approaching it for be real on both of these characters be real <laughs> but a little bit pushing it you know? <laughs> um yeah, and it's the the dialogue you get to work with is uh I don't know, I just can't get it out of my head at times. Yeah, just sort of this uh revenge uh dirty Harry esque movie, but maybe 
the writers weren't weren't as good as the writers for Dirty <laughs> Harry. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. Jared, do you have a favorite that's rattling around in your head today? I, I love the way the trailer ends where your bot the lieutenant or your boss says, You don't give a shit who's in your way, do you? And you're just like, What'd you say? And he just repeats <laughs> it. And then you just say, Not really. And then that's the ending right. of it. But I love the I mean, honestly, I would watch I, first of all, I, I echo what Kevin said. Like I, I think it's the best piece of acting in season two, not to disparage any other actors, but just the levels that are happening in this skit, it, it just blows I my am mind. Humbled, sir. We are too for you to be here. Uh and, and oh. also just for you shifting from you know, you get to play Santa Claus as Crashmore, but then you also get the uh, you know, uh the interview. Yeah, Crashmore in the press junket. It's it's there's <laughs> like my wife watched the the Crashmore part and was like, okay, yeah, that's funny. And then when she saw the AOL blast part, she was like, oh, okay, I, I get it now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that was a setup. It was good. We did those backwards though. Oh, really? the, uh, <laughs> we shot the other, the uh, uh, AOL blast thing first. Then we did the stunt stuff later in a couple of days. I think it was, as I remember, I don't know. Uh, was it pre-COVID or post-COVID that you filmed this one? It was, I auditioned for it in either February or March of 2020. So it's over, been over a year since the audition happened, almost a year and a half now, I guess. So um, what was the question? Oh, did, when they filmed it, was it before COVID or did you film it once the lockdown yeah, no, it was once it was once COVID. I got cat we cast it before COVID. I think I auditioned before COVID, but then as COVID started happening, the shoot date kept moving back uh -oh. and back and back until they finally got the understood what everybody was gonna do and they could set the protocol upright and so that you could actually go on and work with masks and keep it and they do they test you like every day. Yeah. And so it's, it was uh, it was interesting. It was interesting under that thing to me how completely right on they were about that. As soon as you would get done doing your scene, and if you did, yeah, that mask on in about a minute or so, somebody would come over to say, hey, "Put your mask on." That kind of stuff. Wow. So uh, and that was impressive to me because it, you know you've been on a, been in a lot of places where people just don't care about it. Yeah, it's even worse now. I think. That we've been some of these mass mandates have been let down than what it was when we were first scared to death from it. Now we're scared again, or starting to get scared again. Mm. And it's, uh, I'm, I'm glad that the filming industry, at least, has my observations of it has been that they uh, are pretty strict about following safety protocols. And I, and typically, um, for most of the people we've talked to, actors, you you auditioned maybe just for this role? Yes. Yeah. But I had auditioned for, actually, I had an audition for the um, the other skit that's in, The Professor Taking the Guy's Food. Okay. Oh, no way. I had an audition for that, too. So, but it wasn't at the same time. And I don't think I actually realized that it was the same show until I saw it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we actually had uh, that actor... Uh, I guess technically maybe your rival Bob McDuff Wilson was on last episode. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and I just, you know, this, uh, I'm glad you guys both got cast because, yeah, um, yeah we, we love you in this sketch. And um, we also know um, from talking to a lot of people that typically um, you guys shoot a lot more than makes the final cut. Did, was yeah. there stuff that you didn't, that sort of hurt for you to see Lost once you saw the final cut of it? I had... <laughs> I had one scene that one scene of the uh, action stuff where I fight, where I killed the big boss, and this guy <laughs> was a guy. I'm telling you, he had tattoos from head to feet and all this stuff. Where the big three piece suit with neck tattoos showing out underneath and all this stuff. So I was I was kind of see, sad to see that one go, just yeah. for his sake, not for my sake. There wasn't anything you know, that I thought was. You know, <laughs> I don't. I don't consider myself worthy most of the time to do what the editors do. <laughs> so, and they gave me plenty. You had we really. You had a lot to work with that they could do because we. I think. I think that what came out is was all scriptural to start with. All the, yeah. all the pieces I could see. I don't see much of anything in there that really wasn't in the script. There's a few little ad libs and stuff, I suppose. Um, I I don't even the scene that you mentioned about what did you say? I I can't remember that scene at all in my head. Wow! Oh, really? like, did I say that? So I guess <laughs> I must. But uh, yeah, it gets fuzzy after a while because you go on to other projects. You know, you're, in my sure. my situation before I got all this damn attention, uh, <laughs> but I had to move on. And I've only got 64K in my head. So every time I put something new in, something else has to go into trash. <laughs> <laughs> my hard drive is full. Yeah, I can understand that. Um, do you do you remember the first time you watched the final sketch? The, oh, the, uh, the cut thing of it? Yeah. What, the first time I saw it, yeah? Yeah. Do I or do I not? I know I watched it by myself. Because I usually always do that because I just want to know in my own mind, did I reach my goal? Is that character what I wanted to do? Am I, uh, am I happy with it or not? What, what did they cut? You know, yeah. that kind of stuff. So then, uh, then my wife usually watches it. And, and then, we, then we'll talk about it after that. <laughs> what did, what did your again. wife think? Watch it again. <laughs> Say what? What did your wife think? She liked it. She thinks yeah. it's funny. It you know, is. I'm just like, okay, it's funny with me too. <laughs> Something that him. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I would say I would watch the movie. I mean, if they made a Crash More movie, I'd watch it. I, I, yeah, I would watch it in a heartbeat. I mean, from your lips some, to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the action. I mean, there's this one scene. I think it's in the. Um, it's in the interview portion, but it shows you just stabbing a guy in the head with a knife. Which is so <laughs> oh yeah, right in the top of the head. Yeah, in the top of the head, and right. it's just—I don't think I've seen a lot of action movies, but I don't think I've ever actually seen someone get killed that way. And I thought it was—it was great. Um, yeah, I, I would be very intrigued to see the whole film. Well, that was that was so much fun to film. When I first saw it, I said to my wife, "Look at this! I get to stab a guy in the head." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The best, the best thing though is if they make the movie, Biff's quote is two million dollars. <laughs> <That's exactly laughs> right. 
And even if, no matter how good he is. Before I got all this tension, I might bump it up a half. Yeah, I think you got to go right now. Yeah, that's that's wise. One thing that that was hitting me today that uh, 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 something that really adds to how good this sketch is, is the um, movie. It looks visually authentic to that type of movie. Uh, It's cut and shot in a certain way. Um, The way it's lit is really cool. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That's gonna yeah. look great on your reel. Uh, yeah, <laughs> particularly you getting splattered with blood as you shoot a guy at point that blank range. My, that was my favorite thing. The old, <laughs> I call it the pulp, the pulp Fiction shot. Yeah, <laughs> how did they do that? I was just like, oh man, let me do that. So, <laughs> what? And then you end it with, "Are you dumb?" <laughs> 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 How do they accomplish the blood splatter? Um, they just kind of toss it at you. No, there's a whole there's a whole apparatus that works on a that works on an air gun yeah. kind of thing. They, mm. they they fill it up with, I guess, with fake blood, of course. But I suppose that they could use it for other stuff to splatter with. I didn't ask them too much about the technicals. I'm just here going, okay, okay, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> um. And we also have a, a, I love the sort of like modern dress of Santa Claus during the AOL blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was, the, that was the customer's, what is a Brad Pitt look. They were looking for that kind of look on Santa Claus. <laughs> but then I, I think you had some suspenders on, kind of like the ones you're wearing now. They looked a little Santa-like underneath of it, which I thought was great also. Yeah. Yeah, it probably probably was these ones. (laughs) Yeah, really? It actually kind of looks like it might be them, yeah. Well, it's when your pants hang down below your belly. You got to have something to hold them up besides the belt. (laughs) 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 Um, So we asked this of a lot of the people, and I think you've already alluded to the fact that you're not super familiar with the I Think You Should Leave fan base. Um, And we just, we try to prepare the actors, you know, you guys have been super generous with your time coming on. So we just want to give this advice, which is that these, and we're included in this, but people are very serious about it. People really, really love the show. Um, You're going to see yourself drawn a lot. There's a lot of artists who like the show. So you're going to see a lot of um, Crashmore uh, stuff if you're ever on the internet or whoever's close to you. But the other thing is you might be like walking in a grocery store someday and someone's going to yell, you're dumb or (laughs) everything's everything's fucking sucked. And it's not going to be about you. It's, it's going to be love for you. Um, And uh, these, it's a very intense community. Yeah. I'm noticing it's growing on me. (laughs) Have you encountered a lot out in public? Nothing out in public now, but you go out in public now. I wear I wear a derby hat every day when I go out because I have skin problems everywhere. I guess I don't know, so I always have to wear a hat, keep it out of the sun, sunglasses, and a face mask. Yeah. I don't know what they would recognize on there. There's everything mm. is pretty much covered. That's so, fair. I, I I think people will notice you. I mean. It just that I, I think we talked to some actors from season one and they get noticed when they're, you know, not even 
like very visible in the scene um, to a lot of people. And then they get called out on the street all the time too. I, I predict a lot of people will be, um, you know, noticing you when you get out. And especially at the mask uh, wearing stops at some point, I, I'm going pretty heavy on masks again now myself, but, um, but yeah, I think that'll be when you really notice it. I get Santa a lot. Yeah. Which is Santa. <laughs> I just got fuck you, kid. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that's unusual is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they maybe they've just seen Crash more. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's gonna be a whole nother layer. Uh the the average sketch from this show is in one set location. Uh, right. You guys have a ton. And I'm I'm just guessing from the the small amount of stuff I know, it seemed like some of it was on set. Was any of it in front of a green screen? No. No, None all on set. It was all on set. Yeah. yeah. It was all in one building. Wow. Very <laughs> interesting. Wow. All right, Jared, I'm he's economically answering all my all my questions yeah i mean we haven't yet talked about how you've seen every cock on the planet um <laughs> to see if they've got tattoos <laughs> which is a, a mortifying uh take on santa but um but it's valuable if you're trying to figure out if people have tattoos i guess yeah i have uh that was one of the lines they cut is when he asked what about the nudity the original reaction was I showed my cock on camera. I showed her what's the big deal here. <laughs> what are we, 10 years old? <laughs> so they, that was another thing that I was all excited about being able to do. So, I can just say I showed my cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more, the, the cut made it more subtle. I think it said it's part of a story. Um, you know, I felt comfortable with the nudity, you know. Um, yeah. Uh, there was a lot uh, of that, in that scene in particular that was done a lot of different a lot of different lines were, were working from out of what they call the video village or yeah. something like that where all the wigs sit and uh so we were that like the um the lines you were talking about i seen everybody's cock that was a throw-in at the at the moment that's a line that i don't think was in the original script but they switched <laughs> those around but there, we were doing a lot of stuff like that yeah, it's I, it, yeah, it, I love the two part aspect of it. I love that you played sort of Crashmore and Santa, uh, and both like, you know, both had their own little quirks um, and and really different approaches on each. Um, but they both just yeah, they they slayed me. I, I've been watching that skit over and over again, which I think I, that's one thing about the community. If I think you should leave is uh there's a group of us us included where we just literally watch it over and over again i'm probably up to close to 10 viewings now of the of season really two. and season one <laughs> wow. season one is north of 100 probably easily um wow that's that's uh it's like uh that sounds like something i would do for myself yeah, just watch it. yeah. yeah. i haven't my wife don't let me watch it anymore we gotta put that away <laughs> no i'm getting delivered whatever i want <laughs> it's a uh it's a unique brand of comedy though i mean we found that and we don't watch everything like this it's definitely the type of thing where as yeah. you watch it more you kind of notice it you know notice things you hadn't seen before and there's always uh -huh. this i'm always trying to figure out like what was the premise that 
what what elevator pitch did Tim come up with to want to write this further? And when you usually think about those, it's like there's a sketch in the season where they have a, a ear piercing safety video and it's like, right. yeah. So it's like, I figured that out where it's, oh, who gets their ears pierced for the first time? Like young girls and old guys going through midlife crisis. Like that hit me. Right. And I was like, so, um, but yeah, this is, um, and then obviously in in the second part of this sketch, you just have the element of, you know, his very Hollywood-esque tantrum, which is amazing. <laughs> and then he flips and turns on the Hollywood charm uh, yeah. and uses all the Hollywood, you know, sort of like BS to describe the movie. And you also uh-huh. see that, like, his co-stars seem to be looking at him with a little bit of contempt, which is pretty interesting <laughs> for Santa yeah. Claus. <laughs> yeah. Our um, our backstory on that, or whatever you want to call it, was they've he's done a lot of these things and it's oh. always the same questions over and over again. yes and he's got this little pattern now that he runs off on it the uh cosmic gumbo stuff <laughs> <laughs> so moves good. to the beat of jazz yeah it's it's great i love it did um did ryan tana i'm using their at their names in the show and Monique yeah. did they ever have dialogue in that part of the sketch? Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't they think really they don't. did. I was trying so hard to memorize to say my lines right that I wasn't thinking the whole <laughs> lot about what I did. So but Look, I, I, I don't I, I really don't remember. He was a fun kid to work with though. I like that kid. Yeah you guys <laughs> you guys had uh you guys used to talk about <laughs> cosmic, uh, uh, cosmic yeah, on the, on the set. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and he gave think... you that gun that you really like too. You can't wait to shoot that fucker. Oh man, uh, that gun. <laughs> I wanted to grab it. I think there was a thing. There was something in the original script when, when he comes in and he blows away the people that are uh, bagging up the cocaine. Yeah, bagging up the drugs when he comes in on that and blows them all apart. I think that was originally meant to be with that big. Oh really? <laughs> Yeah, the other, and it was. Yeah, I think that was a real gun. I didn't touch it because one of my props, so I didn't touch it. But uh, the, the guy working with, I forget his name, Rock, t- t- Ryan Tana. Yeah, yeah. His name. He said it was heavy. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, out of that, out of the back of the truck of the car and hold it for that time. He tried to hold it steady on camera was hard for a young man so i'm glad it wasn't me wow that they didn't say here give it to biff and i've been shaking like this <laughs> and i did want to shoot it i was <laughs> i wanted to shoot it bad see what kind of mess it could make but they did they made as big a mess with the two handguns as they would have with that uh with that big monster so you, you seem to like deliver all these sort of profane yelling lines seems really easy to you and and i guess i sort of have two questions which is one like i in in your normal life do you let the profanity fly a little bit uh and two like i know when i yell a lot i get really hoarse i was wondering if you had to do a lot of takes if that was something that happened yeah i don't um i don't yell never occurred to me i'm a peace brother yes and so uh i never yelled so this was fun for me to be able to do that 
you know, get away with sure. it. Call somebody, fucker. Uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I had a good, t- I had a good time doing all those action things. The one with the knife was really cool. They, yeah. uh, I tell them the secret. You want to know how they did it like that? They had a, uh, they had a, a like a real prop knife. It was held up and had the knife in it. And they had another one that didn't have any blade in it, so it wasn't even one of those spring loaded. Oh, so the fact that you see that guy stabbing the head and pulling back out is all deception. You know, you really, oh, wow. really always see this, and you see them taking it out. So the whole thing is just, uh, I was surprised myself when they pulled it off. It going to look so corny when I pulled the blade out, but then they cut it before he pulls it out with no blade. So it was cool. Do you know who directed that scene? I'm just curious if it was like, was it one of the guys who did on the show? Did they bring in someone with like an action background because it was i mean it's it's unlike a lot of the other really any other scene i can think of on the show oh it was the same director through all of it through the wow. um, through the uh the action scene and through the aol blast scene wow was it was it oh. alice Mathias? no it was zach's zach canon i don't Cannon. think it was zach i think it's another zach okay all right okay. yeah there were okay. more directors on this season yeah, this 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 one was a guy. And I, I'm sure he's directed stuff from before because he was on that easy talking basis with everybody, and everybody respected him. And so it was it was fun, it was fun to work with him. When we were there, there I go. There's an AOL blast. It was fun. <laughs> I love the way they pick on that word in the uh, in the whole script. There's a lot of jokes on fun just being bullshit. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's nothing really fun. You'd rather be home watching TV than making TV, and so. Um, I I love the way you say bullshit, I, and I'm gonna try to get it, get my my version of it similar to yours, because it it really delivered for me. <laughs> well, it's, the thing that was interesting for me about it was the whole thing of a. Um, Santa Claus playing the detective and then being back into has to be Santa Claus, but he doesn't want to be Santa Claus anymore. And so for me, there's a thing about it also, that this is an an acting challenge in that in, I thought this is, I'll get too deep into heavy philosophy stuff for me, but uh, I think there's a thing where all, if all the world is a stage and we're all mainly actors in it, then that's part of an actor's job that to act like an actor when you're not actually filming or not actually shooting, it's usually respect that you have to pay to the profession and to the skill to where that's part of the art itself. So that if you become, you're playing a character with some silly name in real life. And it's also a reflection of all these guys that do play Santa Claus and change their personalities kind of mm. thing. I think some of that is just actors working out some schizophrenic problems in their head because yeah. you wouldn't be an actor to start with if you didn't have that shit going on. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's all I had. I got too deep there, fellas. Sorry about that. No, we love it. I don't think you did. That's that's what we're here for. We're, we're not trying to scratch the surface. That was... Um, the type of stuff we want to hear. Um, I'm just trying to think about, uh, obviously we, we mentioned earlier, you got, um, name dropped on Seth Meyers. Um, and he, yeah, 
you could tell he loved your name, um, which I'm sure was probably not your birth name. And um, he, <laughs> have you had like, have you got any calls out of the blue or did you get any sort of like uh, correspondence from people that were like, oh my God, I just heard you on Seth Meyers. Yeah, in fact, that's how I knew it was on. There's a friend, there's a friend of mine who I hadn't seen probably. He was like a friend of a friend running the same clip as one of, his, one of my other theater friends. And um, when my the friend that I knew moved back east, I just got kind of kept track because he's a, a MC DJ kind of guy. And so I kind of try. He does a real good job of his keeping his uh, social media up to date. So I would be in contact with what he was doing all the time, but I had no contact with him anymore. Probably a couple of years, and he was the first one that sent it to me. He says, "Hey, uh, they're talking about." He had the end of the season. You could hear him say, "They're talking about Beth." So he <laughs> sent it to me. And I was able then to find the clip of it on uh, YouTube. The, uh, the next day, I think it took after he had told me this thing. So then I went in and it was, it was one of those things where my, uh, my wife broke her knee about a month ago. Oh, so no. she's in a oh, no. full leg braces kind of thing. So when she's sitting there and I'm standing next to her and she's just going, Oh, honey, look, look. <laughs> <laughs> they said your name. So. I think she might have leaked the video, but I don't smart. Know. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm definitely gonna be putting it on uh, on our Instagram today. Um, also, I mean, anybody can look at your IMDb. You have worked on a ton of uh, amazing projects from Brooklyn Nine Nine, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Westworld, Room One Hundred Four, Grace and Frankie, Silicon Valley. Um, what do you have coming up next that people f- should check for you on? You can't you can't say anything anymore. Every time every time you get uh, cast or uh, oh. even you know, oh. auditions, they give you a non disclosure mm-hmm. agreement. This is you can't even tell people that you were casted until after it airs. So yeah, I've got a couple of things in the can, but uh, I can't talk about them. I don't think because I forget which ones I actually have to sign an NDA for, which ones I don't because I need to get <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so just to play safe. But yeah, I shot one uh, Monday this week. And the other one's been in the can for a while. Mm-hmm. And it might be a crossover show for you guys. I mean, another type of thing you might watch all the time. Oh, uh, right. excited. excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have any uh, any memorable sto- stories from, from uh, prior shows that you want to tell? That I want <laughs> to tell? I don't want to put you on the spot because I can edit anything no, I, out. I really, I really, I really seriously do not remember a lot of the stuff that I do. It would take me a while to sit down and say, oh, you know. I'll tell you one thing that I did do that was fun on Westworld. They flew me out to Utah to film. We were about uh, five miles off road in Arches National Park, National mm-hmm. Forest, where we were filming. So there was all this natural stuff that I'd always wanted to see. I'd never been to Arches. So the day, uh, the guy who plays um, Slim on a James Landry Ebear, he uh, he and I became friends right away, kind of just talking to each other while we're sitting off, off camera waiting. waiting. So the, de- the next day, we both had off. 
So we rented a uh, off-road four-wheeler. We drive it out into arches off uh, off-road. So the actual most fun and the best part of the story that I remember had nothing to do with being on set, even though I worked with uh, Ed Nelson. That guy, he was on horseback all damn day long, I think. Wow. Wow. It was like uh, between takes, he would come. He would just sit on the horse and talk to the other guy who was in the scene with him on the horse. But man, if I'd have done that, I wouldn't have walked for a month. Yeah. <laughs> so that yes. was that was one of the stories. It's off offset kind of thing. It was the most fun. And then something I got out of this career that was actually really enjoyable. I wouldn't have been to that place had it not been for my career. Of course, when they flew me home and flew me in a uh, first class, that was kind of fun too. I'm sitting nice. right behind it. <laughs> so I was kind of starstruck for a bit. But I get that way every time I work, is when I see the startup, they get just like, oh, wow. Well, uh, I yeah. oh, sorry. I worked with Rob Lowe once, and I think I was gay for about an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rablo uh, does that to people, I think. So Yeah. Yeah, very very handsome man. Um Yeah. Chris Chris Traeger is uh I think one of the all time roles on on um on uh geez, I can't even think of the name of the show. Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, which I've wor- yeah, watched a million times. That's because I'm starstruck right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. So uh Jared, Biff has been amazing, answered all my pointless questions. Uh, do you have anything before we? No, uh, thank you for. Yeah, thank you. No, I I'm telling you, it, I'm starstruck too because I I thought you slayed this role and it's getting. I mean, as I rewatch it, there's just things I'm picking up. I mean, because it happened, it is very fast moving. So the first right. watch or two, it's hard to catch everything that that you say because um, it's just coming so quickly. Uh, the cadence, but. Um, yeah, it, I thought it was great. It was a great, and it's definitely you know one of the most memorable sketches for season two for me right now. Um, it's the one I think about quite a bit um, <laughs> up there with a couple others. But yeah, it's it's great. Thank you, I appreciate that. I really do. Nice and, and, and we appreciate you being on today. We're definitely going to be uh, singing your praises and looking forward to uh, to what you come up with next. Okay. Have All a great thanks. day, Beth. Thanks, Beth. Okay, thanks, Thank you. Our first official sponsor for the That's a Chunky podcast is the amazing Etsy shop of uh, Swayzine. That's S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. If you're a fan of I Think You Should Leave, you've surely um, seen some of the work from the Swayzine shop. Uh, including uh, jazz posters from Howie's household jazz names, Paul Bufano. I mean, how hard is that? Mookie Kramer and the Eight Balls and Marcus the Worm Hicks. Uh, we also have some, I think you should leave motivational posters, teamwork, accountability, um, my favorite self-awareness featuring the chunky uh, figure out what you do. That's self-awareness. Um, my favorite, which is hanging on the wall in my house, uh, is the Edward Hopper Nighthawks parody uh, featuring four of the most iconic characters 
uh, in the I Think You Should Leave universe, um, including Ruben Rabas's uh, legendary character. Um, all <laughs> this made me crack up in the copy. All five star ratings on Etsy. Our customers are eating their gift receipts. Um, so you can actually get 10% off if you enter coupon code. That's a chunky. Um, we will post more information about the Swayzine shop on our Instagram. Um, but I, I honestly would not read an ad unless I thought it would be something that our listeners would be interested in. Amazing. I think you should leave prints um, that if you put on your wall, they're just going to make you laugh every time you see them. Every time I walk by um, my Nighthawks poster, I I just feel great and have a laugh. And uh, I'm definitely figuring out how many uh, motivational posters I could work into my house without my wife wondering what's wrong with me. Um, so check out the Swayzine shop on Etsy. Activated lights I don't want satellite radio I don't want extra cup holders All I want is a good steering wheel It doesn't fly up when I'm driving You have no good car ideas You have to marry your mother-in-law You have no good car ideas You have to marry your mother-in-law The bones are their money. 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 The b
bones are their money. The bones are their money. The bones are their money. The bones are their money.